Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, sorry I was off the last few days. I was recovering from, hopefully, knock on wood or anything else I can knock on, my last bout of surgical interventions. Uh, I was in a lot of pain yesterday, so I just couldn't do it. I told you I would never do a show if I was in any kind of pain because... You know, you're toughing it out, but the audience, like, no, who wants to hear a guy struggling through? It's just like, everybody's got their own problems. They don't need to hear about mine. So, but I'm back today. Happy to be back. So much news to talk about, including uh, Biden. Amazingly. Do you guys see it? Walking through an air raid in Ukraine. So brave. Wow. So brave. Holy it's incredible, God. right, Joe? Did you see that yeah. air raid going on? He's just triumphantly walking Strong, through man. like Patton. Strong, bold, fuerte. Should have flexed the muscle on the way through I got that and a whole lot more, <laughs> including a list of what the FBI has been up to. That's probably going to kick you right in the gonads. Today's show brought to you by MyPatriotSupply.com. Friends, with so much chaos and danger in the world these days, I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Listen, let's face it. You're going to need this food. Now's the time to get it. There's a lot going on. You got Russia threatening nuclear war, supply chain crises still going on, food plants uh, you know, being hit and fires at food plants. Get your emergency food supply today at MyPatriotSupply.com. Stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. Get one, get multiples for every member of your family. When you do, you'll sleep easy because you'll get $200 worth of survivor gear. Two is a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart or the grid goes down or any time you might have to fend for yourself. To see everything you'll get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be prepared. The food's delicious. The whole family will be well-fed, but hurry, this offer won't last forever. Check this off your list and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst-case scenario ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and score free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com before it's too late. Thanks, My Patriot Supply. All right, Joseph, let's go. All right, it's Welcome Back Wednesday. Welcome back, it is. Welcome. I know, it feels like a month. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to good see to you guys. You back, it's been a while. and I, These guys aren't even used to it. They work so hard. They're like, what do we do? Four days off, it yeah. might as well have been a month off. Everybody's like dusting off the cobwebs. It was weird, right? I know. So first, before we get to the other stuff we were talking about in the intro there, why are these media hacks so terrified uh, that the January 6th, the full portfolio of January 6th tapes are about to be released? You know, I thought they were into journalism. Now, fellas, call me crazy, but if this is an insurrection worse than Pearl Harbor, worst attack since the Civil War, then wouldn't it make it uh, wouldn't it make your case better against the insurrectionists if you could actually show everything the insurrectionists did? I mean, I'm just asking questions again. I mean, if it's worse than Pearl Harbor, you'd like to see it all. Yeah, you'd like to see the deaths, the attacks, the beatings, everything all on tape, all right in front of you. But this really weird thing is happening. So now that the House Republicans have taken over and. Again, credit to Kevin McCarthy, who I did not support for speaker, but he's been doing what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to release the January 6th tapes, the full portfolio of them, not the edited version you've seen from the January 6th Star Chamber Committee, uh, led by Liz Cheney, uh, Benny Thompson, and uh, Adam Kinzinger, three liberal Democrats. So now they released all the tapes that Tucker Carlson was going through them, and the left is freaking out. And whenever you see a freak out like this, it should remind you, that if they're hiding something, they're hiding something for a reason. That seems fairly obvious. Now, whenever you need to trot out some imbecile with pseudo law enforcement authority and a patina of credibility on the left, who do you trot out with the FBI? Anybody know? <laughs> of course, Joe's laughing. 
You trot out our good friend Frank Fagazi. <laughs> so man. you know you're being BS'd for my man. When you see Fagazi, former FBI loser, life loser, and creator of the 8 8 conspiracy theory, we'll get to in a second. Here's Fagazi on MSNBC saying, man, this is, you know, this is really bad, them releasing these tapes. I mean, it could spur a bunch of conspiracy theories. Uh, conspiracy theories, I thought you're showing us the insurrection. What is it? Was it an insurrection or not? Here, take a look. The other concern, of course, obviously, is the security concerns that arise from false conspiracy theories. We know they are dangerous. We know they lead to violence. And so if, for example, this host on, on Fox decides to play only things that indicate uh, or allow him to blow up conspiracy theories. Oh, look, that looks like a Fed. Oh, look, it looks like someone instigated this. Oh, look, there's an hour of people doing nothing peacefully. Um, if that keeps going forward and it's ginned up into the notion that all the prosecutions are witch hunts against people uh, for, who were violent January 6th, then it could really pose a danger and a threat. This is amazing. You know, again, you wonder why credibility, the credibility of the FBI and any patina they had of credibility is now washed away and America doesn't trust them anymore. You've got people like Fugazi here, now MSNBC goofball, you know, claiming, well, they could selectively edit the content. You mean exactly like the January 6th committee did? You understand they did the exact same thing, right? So you want your selectively edited content out there. But other content that may or may not be selectively edited, you want that suppressed to keep your narrative going that this was somehow the largest insurrection in human history, the worst incident on U.S. soil since the Civil War. This is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with regime tactics, which I'm going to go through throughout the show to show you what's going on and how we are no longer living in a constitutional republic. Now, in case you think this guy Fugazi has even a shred of credibility or dignity left. He's talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, gosh, we released the video. Could spur a bunch of conspiracy theories. Here's this goofball. Doesn't even know the difference again between half-mast and half-staff. On MSNBC a while back, claiming Trump lowered the flag as a signal to white supremacists on 8-8 because of some kind of ridiculous Heil Hitler conspiracy theory. This is the same guy you just heard. Take a listen. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half-mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Eight, eight. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 eight, eight are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 eight, eight together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. Eight, eight. No one's thinking about this. Again, oh yeah, thank you. That, that's yeah. an automatic monthly. That is an automatic monthly. Even with my, even in my, oh, see, even in my banged up oh, condition, I only, you have to throw them Thank you, Mr. That's a, that's a monthly every time. I got to underhand it. There you go, our monthly guy. I mean, this is the best. The FBI, Joe, they're not sending their best. No. They're just not sending their best. So they're worried about conspiracy theories. Let me tell you something. Um, when you're worried about hiding video footage of an incident, it usually tells me you have what? Something to hide. That's not a dramatic leap in, in logic. Uh, it's basic logic 101, Charlie Brown encyclopedia stuff. The FBI is not sending their best, folks. 
uh, it's gotten bad. It's gotten bad because not just active agents are up to a lot of uh, malfeasance and misfeasance, but retired agents like Fugazi are being used by the media in a regime-style way to promote agitprop propaganda. The Constitutional Republic is tithering, folks. We're, we're, we're right on the edge right now. It did, did, excuse me. We're just falling apart. Making up words as we go along. We're completely falling apart right now. The most powerful law enforcement agency in the world is completely collapsing in front of our eyes. And they're being used as a weaponized political action committee, essentially a group of bouncers for the Democrat Party. Heritage Action uh, yesterday put out a Twitter thread full of just recent activities the FBI has been up to to remind you of just how bad things have gotten. Ladies and gentlemen, really bad times require really bold reforms. This tinkering around the edges of the FBI and making pretend that it's a few people here and a few people there is absolutely delusional. This is going to require either a disbanding of the agency or an entire house cleaning at the top and a reevaluation of what the mission of the FBI actually is. Let's go through these stories one by one. Remember this one at Breitbart? House Republicans reveal a whistleblower documents are exposing the FBI's use of counterterrorism tactics against parents. Remember the National School Board Association sent a letter suggesting parents had showed up to complain at school boards should be compared to domestic terrorists. And the FBI responded to the letter with a special code to investigate these types of incidents. Folks, this is utter, pure insanity. I had FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin on my show multiple times to talk about this. Counter-terror tactics? Counter-terror tactics against parents in the United States. What is this, North Korea? Folks, I honestly wish the bad news ended there, but it doesn't. It's gotten worse at the FBI. I believe right now they have the single most corrupt law enforcement institution in the federal, uh, amongst the federal agencies in America. I'm not suggesting there aren't some good people left there. Of course, there's always going to be some decent people. A lot of them are leaving to be whistleblowers. But this organization is broken. What about this one? House Republicans prepare closed-door interview with another FBI whistleblower about what this time? This time, apparently, employees who are attending conservative events are, quote, being run out of the bureau. Imagine that. You're an FBI agent who refuses to pledge allegiance and get on your knees and genuflect in front of Biden, Obama, Bernie Sanders, and their leftist allies. You refuse to bow to BLM. All of a sudden, you find yourself at a turning point event. Next thing you know, you're out the door, forced out. Imagine that. Does that sound like a law enforcement agency? Or does that sound like a political action committee? I think the answer is obvious. I wish it ended here, folks. It doesn't. There's more. Stephen Dynan, Washington Times. Top Republican says the FBI is padding numbers on domestic terrorism. Folks, the FBI, because the left, here's the short story here, because the left wants to use the FBI to target people domestically for their political beliefs. They need you to believe that domestic terror is the biggest problem, not ISIS terror, not Al-Qaeda, not radical Islamic fundamentalism. They don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe your neighbor around the corner who has a MAGA sign in his yard, he's the danger. So in order to do that, they're juicing the numbers. They have been juicing the numbers for a long time. Whistleblowers are admitting it because they want to function as a pack and a group of bouncers for the Democrat Party. Again, I wish it ended there, folks, but it doesn't. The list goes on and on. Here's another one. Lawrence Richard, Fox News. The FBI labeled a veteran-led disaster organization a terror group over government criticism, whistleblower says. A veteran-led disaster group. A terror group. 
You know, you veterans, big trouble to the FBI. Patriots love the United States at all? Not bowing in front of Bernie Sanders and their new socialist masters? Your BLM people, remember the FBI? Remember them uh, in front of, in the FBI, right in front of the FBI building, doing the BLM nod to a communist organization at BLM? Does this sound like a law enforcement entity to you or a political action group? Here's another one, just the news. FBI whistleblower alleges the January 6th cases were manipulated to create the illusion of a national crisis. What better way to target your political opponents and imply there's a national crisis, an invasion, an insurrection, and the January 6th folks are responsible? Country's going to fall apart if you don't get grandma and get grandma now for trespassing. What better way to do it than to manipulate the numbers to make it look like a national crisis? Finally, Fox News, FBI labeling Catholics as possible violent extremists. It's an excuse to oppress political enemies. That was from Abita Duffy, Rachel Duffy's daughter, Rachel Campos Duffy. Kyle Serafin was on my show talking about that as well. A memo that went out, I believe, in the Richmond office. If you attended a Latin Catholic mass, you could be looked at as a potential domestic terrorist. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't have a republic like this where citizens fear their government. The government should fear us. I don't mean from attack. I mean from loss of power. If this was a legitimate functioning constitutional republic, they would derive their power from the people. Ladies and gentlemen, you understand they see it the exact opposite way. They keep pushing, they keep pushing, they keep pushing. They keep pushing to take more, to surveil more, to turn us into a CCP, Chinese Communist Party surveillance state. Surveilling us, using excuses, using manipulation and propaganda to investigate us, to put us on lists. Unfortunately, folks, the private sector is working with them. None of this is new. Do you hear the story about Discover credit cards? You got a Discover card, folks, FYI. I'm just reporting what's at Reclaim the Net, a really great site. Discover cards to start tracking gun buyers. Other payment processors expected to follow. You want to find yourself on a list because you purchased a firearm from your house? Better pay in cash. Notes credit card provider Discover will start tracking purchases of gun retailers in April. It'll make it the first company to do so. Folks, please read this article. It's up at my newsletter, uh, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. I told you, one of the things the surveillance state wants and needs the most is they need enforcers. The FBI has sadly become that. They also need lists. They need lists of dissidents. January 6th provided the perfect opportunity to do that. Kyle Serafin, the FBI whistleblower, told us during his, his interview with us. It lasted for hours. It's still on my podcast on my podcast channel, that the FBI is largely moving away from criminal investigations into intelligence investigations so they don't have to shut them down. You may find yourself on one of these lists, a gun buyer list, lists that can be subpoenaed. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing they love more, the socialists, than lists. Police states need propaganda too, folks. They need propaganda because their leaders have to be seen as strong. The minute that air, that, 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 that false facade of strength collapses and everybody sees the wizard behind the curtain. It all starts to come apart. Look at the history of every socialist, tyrannical, fascist regime. The minute that all stops, the minute everybody sees the weakness first, it all starts to collapse. I'm going to get to my, uh, my first sponsor, but I want to show you after the break what I mean with the Biden air raid that happened in Ukraine. And believe me, no one, uh, no one's going to talk about this more authoritatively than me. I've been there in these actual experiences in war zones as a Secret Service agent. 
And I'm telling you what I saw there, what I saw in that is deeply disturbing. Uh, let me get to my second sponsor. I've been using this a lot lately, Field of Greens. Folks, junk science. That's what doctors call many of these fruits and vegetable supplements, junk science, because they use extracts of common produce, uh, fruits and vegetables with very few health benefits. That's why I use Field of Greens. It's whole, fresh, healthy, organic fruits and vegetables, not some watered-down garbage extract supplement. It's backed by a better health promise. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables you won't find in any other product. I use it multiple times each day, I swear by it. Proper nutrition can reboot your metabolism so you burn calories faster and you lose weight a healthier way. Listen, sometimes you don't eat as healthy as you should. You got to go buy vegetables, you got to shop for them, you got to cook them, they're perishable. Field of Greens is my insurance policy. I take it twice a day. They have wild berry, lemon, lime is geese favorite. You'll look and feel healthier. I do and have way more energy with good nutrition. But your best proof will be at the next checkup when I bet your doctor says whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Let's get you started today. Visit BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick it up today. Stuff's delicious. Big fan, folks. And absolutely vouch for it. Feel the greens. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Gee, you're a lemon-lime guy, right? Had, had it this morning again. I had mine this morning, too. Put it in a little bit of black tea. Mm. Gets you right up, baby. So regimes love propaganda. Propaganda is their thing because regimes rely, again, on this false facade of strength. Why do they, just a question, uh, not, not to get too deep in the weeds here, but, you know, asking you guys, why do you think regimes, fascists, uh, tyrants, socialists, why do you think they need a facade of strength? They need this, this false Wizard of Oz appearance of strength. Just think about it in plain terms. Why do they need it? They can't ever let it go. No, they because got, yeah, they want to show they're in power. It's a facade. They work yeah, on all fronts but, with the facade. But, yeah, yeah, but why? Because it's a pure numbers game, Joe. Uh, oh, oh, I know. You have it, a population. Yeah, you have a population, right? Think about it. In China, oh, in the, say in the United States, say we were to turn, turn entirely socialist here, three hundred thirty million people. Mm-hmm. You have in the government four hundred thirty-five members of Congress. You have one president, and you have uh, you have the Supreme Court. You have a uh, uh, hundred uh, U.S. senators. What are they going to do? You have one hundred and thirty-eight thousand federal agents, and you've got a military. You're far, far outnumbered by your population. Now, I'm not suggesting we're at that point here, but I'm saying in socialist regimes over time, it's always a numbers game. The people always far outnumber the regime in charge. So there's this patina of strength, this false facade of strength they use to keep people suppressed. The idea that your neighbor's going to turn on you. I get very worried when I start to see propaganda that does this, 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 this false, like, look at my biceps kind of nonsense. Here's what I mean. Biden's over in Ukraine the other day. I called into Fox and Friends first when this happened, right before I went into surgery. I don't know if any of you caught that. I was, I was watching Griff Jenkins on the air, and I'm like, hey, uh, I texted him, like, Griff, I did some of this stuff in a war zone. I think I should call in and comment. You can call in right now. So Biden's walking out with Zelensky. He goes over to Ukraine. He takes a trip over there into an active war zone, right? And he's walking out, and all of a sudden, I hear this air raid siren go off. Listen to this. Check this out. Now, I want you to notice something. So there's an air raid siren suggesting that there's an attack potentially emanating from the sky. Now, the Secret Service works in a 360-degree bubble. 
we do security above the president, below the president, subterranean to the right and left all around. It, it, it works like a sphere. We call it 360 degree coverage. So let me ask you a question. I haven't done this for a living, so I'm not going to accept any nonsense from BS, garbage, juvenile, childlike kindergarten fact checkers or media people who don't know a freaking thing what they're talking about in this guy. I've actually done this. I took Obama to an active war zone in Afghanistan where IDF, indirect fire, mortars from the mountains around Bagram was a real threat. And we were told that if there was indirect fire coming in, that there would be some kind of a siren and we were to move Obama immediately into these carve-outs they had all over the place on the base that were hardened concrete. That way, if a mortar hit, there wouldn't be any shrapnel that would hurt the president. I had them all mapped out where we were going to take them in case it happened. What do you guys find odd about that air raid? Oh. Air raid things coming from the sky. Do you see any agents? Pretty casual. Uh, yeah, everybody's casual. Pretty casual, right, Joe? Yeah, what do you got? Volunteer fire departments here? You know, Scoot it's up. like, what, you know? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. By okay, sorry, bro. Like he's going to shoot crabs or something yeah, like that. Yes. I mean, he's walking out like they're going to play three card Monty. Uh, you don't think that's a little strange? Now, listen, the Secret Service is a great organization. I love it. They have their issues like anything else. They'd admit that. Uh, but do you think the Secret Service is really that incompetent that an air raid's going off and they're just sitting there watching? Hell no. Hell to the F no. Now, why they didn't respond, I don't know. My guess, and I'm guessing here, but I'm guessing based on a large body of experience. Let me be clear. Nobody talked to me about it. They did, I tell you. My guess is they were told in advance, don't respond. Don't worry. This is all done for show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, there is simply not a chance in Hades that the United States Secret Service has the President of the United States in the middle of a potential air raid in a war zone, that they do absolutely nothing and just watch the President walk out there in the open. It's just they would have taken him to a shelter immediately. It's nonsense. Let me tell you a quick story for perspective here, in case you doubt what I'm telling you, just to show you how important it is. Some of you have heard me speak in public. You've heard me tell this story. It's a, I usually tell it as kind of a warm-up, but it's a, it's a true story. It actually happened. I was doing the president's advance in Martha's Vineyard, uh, President Obama. He was golfing on a golf course with Michael Bloomberg one time. I don't know what hole we were on, the ninth or whatever. It was, we were getting tired. We'd been out there a while. It was super hot that day. And I'm the lead advance. I'm running the show. And uh, I get what's called a NOTAM violation, a, a violation of our airspace, meaning there's a plane that's flying over us that shouldn't. You're not allowed to fly over the president at certain heights. We, we put out these, uh, these notice to airmen, like, don't fly here for obvious reasons. You don't want a plane crashing into the president, right? So we had a plane come in, and long and short of it, uh, we're getting, I'm getting a call from the SAC, special agent in charge, because the guy who was at the air control center is like, Dan, we got a flyer, and it's coming in low and slow. Now, low and slow is bad. Why is low and slow bad? You think if it's coming in fast, it'd be a big deal. No, fast is hard. Because if you're flying a plane really fast, it's really hard to hit the president on the ground if you're flying fast. If you're flying low and slow, it's easy to target it. Make more sense, right? It's like, think about it. If you were playing tag and you're running past someone, you got to slow down and try to tag them or you'll run right past them. So they're like, damn, we got to low and slow. We got to low. What are you going to And this is going on for like five minutes. Finally, we wound up getting a mitigation thing in. We had a, a, a plane launch and a plane got the plane out of there. But it was a big deal. It was a big deal. I had a report to the SAC afterwards, tell them what happened. Keep in mind, the plane was nowhere near actually hitting us. It got close, but not close enough. It was a huge deal. You're t this is in Martha's Vineyard, by the way, where the threat is like zero. It's a secure island full of liberals. 
And you're suggesting to me with a straight face in an active war zone that there may have been a bomb dropping on the president, air raid siren was going off, and the Secret Service just sitting there playing tiddlywinks, building an erector set on the side? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think something's up there. And in case you think, again, I'm just making this up and this isn't just regime nonsense. It is. This is regime agitprop nonsense. Even CNN, shockingly, I mean, the mainstream media, here's even CNN, their reporter on the ground, acknowledging that, hey, something's up here. You know, we haven't heard one of these sirens go off for a couple of days. All of a sudden, Biden's here. And looky here, we hear a siren. Isn't this crazy? Check this out. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev. Again, folks, you know, you're weeks ahead of the news cycle here and on other shows. I'm not the only one. Uh, that stuff should really bother you. That's regime agitprop nonsense. I have no problem with Biden going over to a war zone. Bush went over to war zones. Trump did. Presidents do it to show support. That's fine. They can do what they want. However, I do have a problem with setting off with what was likely not a legitimate use of an air siren to make you believe your president was in some near-death experience. You know, like he was fighting corn pop or something. Yeah. Laughing at my own jokes like an idiot. What a dope. Who laughs at their own jokes? That was dope. I do. All right. Let me, you do it. So I know I should be like, my stomach is like, my abdominal wall is on fire right now. But uh, I feel good. I, I promise you I've had a day to recover. So let me get to my next sponsor. And then I want to show you um, how regimes, they don't just rely on these false facades of strength. They rely on lies and misdirection too. And I'm going to show you Buttigieg and the biggest fraud of all time, Bernie Sanders, how they work. First, what is this? This is a torn to shreds box I use in Magic Spoon to show you what my kids do to the box when they get it. They absolutely love this cereal. Cereals for grownups are so bland. You know, they need a little magic. In them. It's time to try Magic Spoon cereal, the wholesome cereal that tastes delicious. Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Magic Spoon is great for a low-carb lifestyle. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free. And you can relive those moments watching your favorite cartoons with your cereal. Plus, it's only 140 delicious, unbelievably delicious calories to serving. Build your own custom bundle of cereal with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut cookies and cream. Amelia's loving that one. And cinnamon roll. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino and grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout. To save $5 off your order. You're going to love this stuff. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino and use the code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. It is delicious. Give it a shot. So we've been going through the show. I hope you sense the theme here. That this is the disintegration of the constitutional republic, the abuse of the FBI, the agitprop, the media propaganda, media not telling people the truth. I should say, I should correct myself a bit. I, I have to hat tip when, you know, credit, credit is where credit is due. CNN for at least admitting, probably they should have said it was, this was likely fake, but at least admitting that, hey, we haven't heard this in a few days. Not that they're doing the right thing, but whatever. I mean, it, it, it is helpful to at least have some semblance of sanity coming from the media once in a blue moon. They rely on facades. You expose them and they fall apart. That's why everything is fake. Everything's an act. 
Here's this big phony Buttigieg. Again, a guy, there isn't a human being on planet Earth, our Secretary of the Department of Transportation, who is less qualified for their position than this numbnuts, Buttigieg. Not a human being on this planet we call Earth, this rock we live on, says uh, you know less by saying more than Pete Buttigieg. So he's confronted about the Ohio, the, uh, the Palestine, Ohio train disaster, the environmental calamity happening over there. He is the Department of Transportation Secretary, and yet he's not going there. He says he's going to go there. He might get there. He says he's going to go there. So he's confronted by a Daily Caller reporter. And the Daily Caller reporter asks him, hey, you going to get there or what? And he said, look, you got to watch this guy. The, the air about this guy. He's on some personal time now. You want personal time? How about personal time for the people in Ohio, in Palestine, Ohio, who have to worry about chemicals in their water and potential cancer cl- uh, clusters for years? Here, watch this. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Good. Jenny Chair at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I'd refer you to about a dozen interviews I've given today. And uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, make sure you reach out to our press office. But I can have that conversation with you. Just walk you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Do you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'll talk thank down the street. you. Can I, get a, can I get a photo? You know, again, these are the people arguing for big government, suggesting that government's going to be a source of benevolence and philanthropy in your life that their hearts are big, that they care about you, the citizenry. And yet when you have people suffering through an environmental calamity, their homes are going to be worthless. Someone's going to want to move there. What's he doing? Uh, Listen, I need some personal time. Basically, go pound sand. Here's another guy arguing for big government and the power of big government in your life. How terrific it is, how wonderful it is, how benevolent and tolerant it is. How if you turn over your money, your freedom, and your kids' education to them, they're all going to do the right thing. How capitalism is evil. How if you forfeit your money over to the government, they're going to spend things that are, they're going to spend their money better than you. They're going to find things more cost efficient and quality efficient. That socialism is the answer, not capitalism, which is weird because capitalism seems to be working just fine for him. Here's the biggest fraud of all, Bernie Sanders, on his book tour, being questioned about why he seems to be practicing all three tenets, I'll get to that, of capitalism, while claiming to be a socialist. Check this out. You're going on tour to promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to the media. But tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from the system first that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things. At all. But you're okay doing business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I have nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, probably be the same. It's amazing. He has nothing to do with it. I've written many books. I don't use Ticketmaster for any, I don't know what he's talking about. He has no choice. So you're suggesting what, fellas? He was somehow forced at gunpoint to use Ticketmaster to sell overpriced tickets for an overpriced book? Yeah, probably. I mean, Joe, he was forced. Now, yeah. Joe, 
Uh, you've been you, you've been with me the longest. You've yeah. been with me through all the books from the beginning. Do you ever remember me complaining to you about being forced at gunpoint to use Ticketmaster to sell books? Honestly, do you remember that? No, never. You don't never, remember? Never, no, no, you you just must have missed it. Yeah, of course that happened. I did. No. Uh, yeah, you missed it. I'm sorry. You should pay attention more. Damn. So here's Bernie Sanders practicing all three tenets of capitalism while claiming to be a socialist. What are the three tenets of capitalism? That it's not really an ism at all, capitalism. It's just economic freedom. But if you were to describe it using basic things, here's the three things capitalism, uh, capitalism uh, is. It's using prices instead of rationing to you allocate resources in society. Every resource is scarce, right? Wood, food, everything. Nothing's unlimited. So to allocate those resources, we price them. Now, there's another way to do it. You could ration them. That's what socialists do. They take all the resources and they ration it out and give it to their buddies. Neither way is perfect, but pricing is a far more effective way because it incentivizes people when prices get high to produce more of what people want. Bernie Sanders thinks there's high demand for his books. So he's priced the tickets high. He is not rationing them. He is pricing them to make money off them. Weird, huh? I thought he was a socialist. One of the second big tenets of capitalism is the idea of private property. In other words, if you produce something through the fruits of your labor, that it's yours. You can sell it. You get to keep the proceeds of it and you get to keep it. Kind of interesting how Bernie Sanders is doing this for his own personal profit. And he's not doing this to donate the money to the Chinese Communist Party, Communist Party of America, the Socialist Fund for America, whatever the hell. He's doing it himself. So it's not only pricing it, he's practicing private property. So he's a double capitalist, two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad like the meatloaf song. But what if I told you three out of three is best? That's a new meatloaf song. In a capitalist system, you get to trade your labor for a wage. In a socialist system, you work for the government. You don't get a wage or you get a wage determined by the government, not determined by the value of what you produce. Bernie Sanders has put his labor into writing a book, and he's going to put his labor into doing this book tour via Ticketmaster. Who's getting paid for that? Him. He's determining the price using Ticketmaster, who he claims to hate. Ladies and gentlemen, Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg are regime frauds. This is what regimes look like. They are fakes, they are phonies, they are frauds. When you pull the curtain back, this is what you see. Nothing but a bunch of rotting bags of flesh, phony, fake frauds. Every single time. Uh, speaking of frauds, Joe Biden just cannot stop lying. It, it's weird that Biden lies. Again, a kind of a common component of regimes. But it, it, it's, it's not weird that he, it's, it's weird that he lies about things that have already been debunked and then he does it again as if it wasn't debunked and has no shame whatsoever. He did it again with the civil rights thing. He just is incapable of telling you the truth. Let me get to my last sponsor, GetRefunds.com. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride. From the pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. Innovation refunds can help. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of, get a load of this, up to $26,000 per employee. It's not a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? You go to getrefunds.com. A team of tax attorneys, they put together a highly trained and little known payroll tax refund program. They've already returned $1 billion to businesses that can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those who had increases in sales. 
To find out if your business qualifies, just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time, so don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Now, fellas, the lies, the lies with this guy. You know, if you're going to lie about something, too, in politics, and listen, all politicians lie. We get it. I mean, you got George Santos up there. I mean, you've got, what's his name, Blumenthal, the senator from Connecticut. You've got John Kerry, the climate czar. You know, uh, these guys are all BSers. We get it. The catch with Joe Biden is he lies about things all the time. He gets caught and he lies about them again. And he lies about things that are really sensitive that you would think in a sane society would cause issues, right? If you're claiming to be a champion of the black community, but you've got a history of not only working, not, not working for the black community, but working against them. And then you claim to be a civil rights activist over and over and over again, despite it being repeatedly debunked, you would think there would be a backlash. This guy gets a pass. It's absolutely remarkable how often this guy gets a pass, Joe Biden. Remember him talking about Obama? He's the first clean black guy to run. What did he take a shower? You're the first guy you met who's black who takes a shower? What are you, some kind of racist slob? Here's Biden again, claiming that as a young lawyer, involved with the civil rights movement, just making it up. Check this out. Folks, I thought I got involved in the civil rights movement as a public defender, as my colleagues know, when I was a kid getting out of law school. This guy was not involved in the civil rights movement, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is making this up. Matter of fact, here's an article by NBC. I'm using a left-leaning source for a reason, in case you think I'm making this up. Janelle Ross, NBC, June 2019. Joe Biden didn't just compromise with segregationists. He fought for their cause in schools, experts say. Oh, he was a civil rights activist, all right. It's not the side you thought. Folks, regime propaganda, it's having a real effect. People are dying. We were lied to about a lot of things. We were lied to by all of them. They're all fakes. They're all phonies. And one of the things we've always pledged here so we're always going to tell you the truth no matter what. I'm not going to spin your wheels, right? If I may, let me tell you just a quick story. You know, we were on YouTube for a long time. We had a very successful channel over there. We had almost a million subscribers over there on YouTube. And it would generate a lot of money. But we realized at one point, especially when we got involved with Rumble, that there was going to be no future there. That YouTube, uh, and I say this very deliberately, was using Soviet-style communist tactics and propaganda to target any political idea they didn't like. They were acting like some uh, managers at the FBI as bouncers for the Democrat Party. So as Joe and Guy know, we had a very long conversation over a long time about what to do. And we decided at one point it was time to get off YouTube. So we did a video on YouTube saying we're quitting YouTube because they suspended our channel or put a strike on our channel for telling you the truth. I'll get to that in a second about COVID. YouTube then in its zeal to claim you can't quit us, we're going to fire you. Then uh, banned our channel permanently because it was a different channel that published a clip or something like that. It was, it was a pretext just to get rid of us. So it was a big scam. And what were we suspended over on YouTube? We were suspended over telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that masks don't work. Matter of fact, put that NBC News thing up. Here it is, January 2022. YouTube permanently bans Dan Bongino for evading COVID misinformation suspension. YouTube suspended one of Bongino's YouTube channels after he posted a video where he questioned the effectiveness of using masks against the coronavirus. 
a violation of the company's pandemic-related misinformation policy. You see how they're bouncers for the regime? Now, why am I bringing this up now? Because, folks, everything we've told you about COVID from the start is finally starting to come out. Remember when we told you in the beginning, Joe, I said, you know, I read the Charlie Brown Encyclopedia once, and there's this crazy thing called natural immunity. You ever heard of it, Joe? Oh, white yeah. blood cells and stuff? Yeah, it's cool. Did they teach you that in grammar school? They did? The no. white blood cells and yeah. T cells and B cells? You heard about it? Yeah. So it's really interesting how when COVID struck, because they wanted to pump the vaccine into you so desperately, uh, they wanted to play down the uh, potential effects of natural immunity. In other words, that your body works like your body's worked for the last, uh, since we've been uh, homo sapiens sapiens, right? So he said, yes, that's, I guess that's kind of weird how everybody's kind of ignoring natural immunity because it's probably pretty effective. So if you listened to the show back then, you were way ahead of the curve because now, February 16, 2023, NBC News, everyone else is finally coming around to what every sane human being who understands science knew a long time ago, that, oh, immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death. Study finds. Said that on your YouTube channel a while ago, you find yourself with a big suspension as they sit there and salute the Soviet national anthem every morning at 9 a.m. Now you see why I'm an investor in Rumble? There's no future in an outlet like YouTube. Get off now. Get off now while you can. By the way, here's a study. It's in my newsletter today. I suggest you spread it around and show your friends and your medical professional friends and your liberal genius friends who told you natural immunity was a joke, didn't work as well as their wonderful vaccine. The Lancet. Past SARS-CoV-2 infection protection against reinfection, a systematic review and meta-analysis. It's right there in the newsletter, folks. You can read it yourself. Yeah, we were banned for telling you this. Remember what we told you about masks too? Remember I was banned from YouTube for warning you that masks don't work and if you're relying on masks to protect you from COVID, that you may very well get sick and you could potentially die if you're high risk. And what did everybody in the hack media, the goon public health establishment, liberal Democrats and the other losers tell you? No, wear your mask, it'll protect you. New York Times, finally, only about 72 years too late. The mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? Let me answer that question for you. No, they won't. They won't. This all requires framing, folks. Framing. How they frame things. The media has used framing for the longest time. I found this just kind of hilarious example of it. As we run out uh, towards the end of the show, I wanted to show you. There's an article James Freeman has in the Wall Street Journal. Seattle lawlessness and the government cover-up. He covers how they covered the chop. Remember the chop zone, fellas? The chop zone in Seattle was that autonomous zone. Oh, yeah. All the liberals went crazy and started beating the snot out of people. Yeah. That was an actual insurrection that they didn't cover. I'm sure we'll never see the full video of that. Here was a, this is hilarious. Here's how they covered the chop zone. There's, a, there's been some lawsuits about it recently. Freeman covers it in his piece. While the chop was mostly peaceful, there were instances, instances of vandalism and sporadic outbreaks of violence, including fights, an attempt to torch the, aban <laughs> the abandoned police precinct, and at least four shootings that claimed two lives of two teenagers, including a 16-year-old boy whose death led the city to end the protest. Oh, my gosh. Other than that, Joe, it was mostly peaceful. <laughs> Remember the reporter in front of the burning building? Mostly MSNBC. peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Folks, this has got to stop. I told you the long march through institutions. We did it last week. 
I'm going to do this, what a, a Chinese invasion of the United States would look like again on my Fox show this week, so don't miss it. I'm going to do it with some updates. It's going to be really good. But folks, this is how they're breaking us down. Our media, the framing in our media, public health, cabinet secretaries, socialists, breaking down our education institutions, our FBI. They've been engaged in a long march through institutions in the United States. The only way we're going to fix this, the only way, is not by treating the, uh, the actual symptoms, but by treating the disease. And the diseases are broken institutions. Our FBI, our education system, our media, nothing's going to change unless we change it. I'm going to tell you, there's a guy out there who gets it. In addition to Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis gets it too. This is how it's done, folks. When we get power, we should use it. That long march through institutions has to be corrected through institutions. I want you to listen to what he's doing with publicly funded schools here in Florida who are going to learn a civics education, an appropriate civics education for once, and they're going to start ripping out root and branch DEI and racist CRT training. Here's Ron DeSantis making that announcement with our long march through institutions. Check this out. The first thing that we're going to propose is we want to make sure that everybody that goes through a Florida university uh, has to take certain core course uh, requirements that's really focused on giving them the foundation so that they can think for themselves. And the core curriculum must be grounded in actual history, the actual philosophy that has shaped Western civilization. Um, our institutions will be graduating students, I think, with degrees that are going to be meaningful. We don't want students to go through at taxpayer expense and graduate with a degree in zombie studies. And so this is going to make a difference. We are also going to eliminate all DEI and CRT bureaucracies in the state of Florida. No funding, and that will wither on the vine. And I think that that's very important because it really serves as an ideological filter, a political filter. You've seen different things. I mean, New College has really embraced that, and that's part of the reason I think it hasn't been successful. Folks, the left is engaged in a 30-front war for a long time. Our institutions, our media, our FBI, our educational institutions, They've, they've, they've weaponized them. They've weaponized them by taking them over. We're just, cre we're just uh, treating the symptoms. DeSantis understands the symptoms aren't good enough. You have to treat the disease. When we get power, we need to use it. This is how it's done. This is how it's done. I want to end today in a little bit. I need to laugh a little bit. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. So uh, Kamala Harris, our esteemed vice president, absolutely brilliant. I mean, one of the great IQs of our time. She's up there with like Stephen Hawking. I mean, the woman's clearly a genius. She's talking about electric buses. You know, it's one of her things. She's probably the czar of electric buses, just like she's the czar of our failed border. And uh, she just figured out we have these things on buses, these devices. You ever heard of them, Joe? USBs? Never, never, I don't know. She's talking about USB ports what? or something like that. I, never really, oh, I don't know. I'm I, lost. I, I mean, you're in, the, you're in the audio field. I thought you'd know, but clearly you don't. So here's Kamala Harris telling <laughs> us about this magic invention called the USB. Joe, you should look into this for our show. Come I, I will, right check after. Check this out. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. Thank God for the regime, folks. This is it. This is what happens when you pull the wool. When you pull the wool back over people's eyes, right? When you pull the curtain back and you see the wizard, this is what you get. USBs and it's got Wi-Fi too. Oh my gosh. 
It's like the first time she's ever heard of it. I know. He, he just got a new car. Get, folks, by the way, he had the oldest car ever. It had like 7 million miles on it. It probably held the record. I've never seen anything like it. Like that the car is so, was so, and he finally bought a new one. That car had the USB in it. That, that's how old, that's how old, that's how bad Kamala Harris, that's how bad her sense of history and technology is. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Sorry, the show's a little bit short today. We cut a few minutes short. Uh, it's uh, been a rough road back, but I feel good. I promise you. I'm glad to be back with you. I missed you over the last couple of days. If you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us stay on the charts. We dropped a few spots because we haven't been active for the first few days. So you'd be really helping us a lot if you'd subscribe. It's free. It is absolutely free. Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. Just click that subscribe or follow button. We would deeply appreciate it. It helps us a lot. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.